Thought Bubble Audio. Hi, and welcome to Batwoman TV Talk, your weekly podcast following the adventures of Ryan Wilder in the CW's hit show, Batwoman. I am Palmer. With me, as always, is Tony Ann. Say hi, Tony Ann. Hello, how are you? Uh, I'm just here living on Hoth. I'm doing good. How about you? I'm a little frozen, but I am good because it is a little bit cold in the middle of this wonderful blizzard we are having. Yes, it is. Uh, it is Saturday, and on the East Coast, we have lots and lots of snow, <clears throat> which is always fun. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, how was your week? Um, work was legit insane every single day of the week. Uh, it just felt like I was running around like a headless chicken for the entire week. So this weekend was very, very much needed. Wow, that is uh. A headless chicken, hey? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I saw today, because there was some speculation going on this week, uh, with the CW announcing Wednesday that they would be taking part in in-person upfronts <clears throat> for the first time in a couple of years, along with several other studios. But unlike in the past, the CW did not announce any renewals at all. Yeah, at all. And the uh, only thing that has come out subsequent is that Grant Gustin has signed a signed on signed a contract for a potential season nine. So everybody's assuming that that's going to be a lock. Yeah, the last I saw, he was they were almost they had almost completed a deal. Um, I did see that. Hold on a second, because there were two things. Well. There was one thing, and then since you brought up the Grant Gustin thing, is another one. So with the Grant Gustin report, supposedly uh, it is for 15 episodes. Okay. Or at least his involvement would be 15 episodes. So <clears throat> you would think it's either 15 episodes or maybe, you know, there's an episode or two that he, for some reason, isn't in. Uh, who yeah, knows? but they might have decided, like, because since they had to shorten the seasons for COVID anyway. Mm-hmm. They might have just decided to stick with the shortened seasons because usually once things shrink, they don't normally go back to this. You know, you know what I'm saying? Right. And again, as we've said, like we've been loving Batwoman this season, and so keeping it at a shortened season isn't necessarily bad from a storytelling point of view. It just sucks because we don't get to get it. enjoy it for as long. I do wish Batwoman was maybe 15 instead of 13. I do feel like 13 is a little short. Um, and and I, I agree with that for the most part. But, you know, I, I still think, like, this could be... And granted, it's the CW, so it's not really the best sort of bellwether. But, like, I wouldn't mind seeing a lot of networks kind of going to this and then going to some sort of formula where... Like you just have a rotation of shows with like the um, with the seasons almost. So like fall, winter, you have one slate of shows. Spring, summer, you have a second slate of shows. Yeah, you know. And CW kind of unintentionally stumbled into that because their scheduling was all out of whack because they had to postpone everything until January last year because COVID. Right, um, and you know, growing up. It always used to be like summer was summer reruns. was just reruns. Like no one ever really premiered a new show in the summer. I think the first ones to do it, and I could be wrong, and if I am, I'm sure somebody will tell us. Pretty sure Beverly Hills 90210 was one of the first series to have new episodes in the summer. Uh, it is it is possible, <clears throat> or you know, they would have like specials in the summer as far as like you know uh, like maybe a game show special or that, but. You're right. Like over the like for the most part over the summer, it was never really any new episodes, and people, you know, it was always of the opinion like no one watches TV in the summer. Which is not exactly true because reruns are what saved Mash. Yes, and you know, so we've seen stuff change with Netflix and other streaming services where now it's like, well, people are watching content all the time. So saying there's a four month block that people just absolutely will not watch TV is is not 
accurate, especially with so many ways to lay, like with DVR. Like you don't have to be home to watch it. Like nope. you can just record it and watch it later. So, <clears throat> you know, I I so like I said, I would like this this model of like half the slate of shows are on, you know, for for one part of the year and you have the other half in the other part. I think it gives it might give networks a little bit more leeway to put on newer shows, you know, because you don't have one show taking up the entire right. timeline. And they can essentially make more money that way because they can put more stuff on their air. Right. Um, but there was also a thing that uh, was tweeted out that I saw. It got tweeted out yesterday from Deadline. Not from Deadline. It, the quote that was tweeted out was from a Deadline report that said the network's usual usually picks up the vast majority of its current slate this time of year. Because of the potential CW ownership sale, the network may give early renewals to fewer shows this time. Which so, makes sense because they have to factor in whoever is going to be taking over. I think at this point the only show that's probably guaranteed an early renewal would probably be Superman and Lois because it's so new and doing so well that that's the only one I can see them guaranteeing. But everything else is a gamble. And now The Flash, because I don't see them negotiating a contract worth $200,000 an episode for Grant Gustin unless they were sure that they were going to get that they were going to pick them up. Um, yes, unless <clears throat> unless the idea is, well, even if CW doesn't pick them up, you know, uh, WB will do something with the property, which is also a which is also a possibility. Like just because Grant Gustin signed for Flash and we're pretty much guaranteed Flash in some sort of form might not necessarily mean it's on the CW. It's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see what happens. Um, I am a little nervous for Batwoman. I'm not gonna lie, only because there has been so much. Like they're finally finding their groove this season. But there's been so much turmoil with it, like behind the scenes at Batwoman, with everything that happened with Ruby, and then all the you know, all the Hon- all the. Honestly, I don't think any like the stuff with Ruby now is has died down. Like she hasn't come out with any newer accusations, to my knowledge. Um, and it's kind of like she said what she said. It became like a firestorm for a couple days, and then died. And then died, and some of that is, like, some of that is just necessarily, like, well, she said a lot of stuff, and, you know, we don't know, like, what is and what isn't completely factual. Yeah. Like, the stuff that she went through is probably 100% factual. Some of the stuff with, like, the stunt people, you know, we've, we've heard, we've seen reports and actual facts backing up a couple of them, but some of the other ones there's still been nothing but so i don't think that is necessarily a factor i will say looking at the current slate of w of cw scripted shows um for the week ending for uh nope this is on average completely so on average completely this season one two only three shows on the cw are actually comping positive year over year their number one show superman and lois is yeah, i think it's comp- all american isn't it and then superman and lois is number two nope uh superman and lois is number one with uh uh 0.904 million viewers their year-to-date change is up 4.14 percent for total viewers and in the demo of 0.19 they are up five percent now if you just go by demo all american beats them out by you know by a point zero one, their demo is point two zero, but total viewers, uh, Superman and Lois beat them. The only other two shows comping positive: demo of a point zero nine, up eight point seven five total viewers, five thirty four, up twenty eight point three seven is Legends of Tomorrow. And okay, yep, and demo point zero seven, up thirty percent. Viewers, 0.345, up 41.98%. I want you to take a guess on this one. It's not Batwoman, so don't even think about that. But out of the 
13-ish shows that I see on this CW report. Nancy Drew? No. Naomi just started, so it can't be that. Correct. Naomi right now is actually in fifth place as far as there's as far as the statistics go too, so I don't know. Dynasty. Good lord, really? We like seven <laughs> people watch that. Right. But last year only five people watched it. <laughs> <laughs> when your numbers are lower, it's easier to comp higher. It's it's true. weird. Very true. Um yeah, so Nancy Drew and Riverdale uh, both are at our negative 34 year over year. Riverdale hasn't even aired since, like, December. Yeah. <laughs> so, yep. So the only three shows comping positive right now is Superman, Lois, CW's Legends of Tomorrow, and Dynasty. So one would naturally assume that if CW is going to announce early renewals for anything, it'll at least be those three. Yeah, probably. Uh, let's see. Walker is... Down 38%. Ooh, yikes. I like that show, too. And if that show goes off the air, my mother's going to kill me because I'm the one who got her into it. Batwoman is actually comping better in demo and in millions of viewers. Now, now I, you know, neither one of us are in the TV business. We can just go by what we've kind of gleaned over the years. So 18 to 49 demo is the key demo that that a lot of places look at for advertising because those are the people that buy everything you know granted it's such a wide swath of a, a wide swath of people that it's hard to say that but 18 to 49 demo is the key demo and then you have view like actual so right now batwoman is comping uh down uh close to 31 31 and a half percent in key demo However, in total viewers, it is only down seven, a little over 7%, 7.37%, which is far and away better than, aside from the three that are comping positive, far and away better than almost any other show. The Flash is the closest one to it at down 12.20%. It's just going to be interesting to see so, the new so, buyer, if there is a new buyer, who they would and what kind of network they want to make. Right. And again, just because the, you know, just because of the sale change doesn't necessarily mean that any of these TV shows go away, even if the CW decides to pass on. Yeah, just depends. But I think we should probably get into the actual episode. We should, but I, you know, there was, uh, so there, you know, there was some chatter about some stuff, so I just wanted to go over that because with no, with no announcements, you know, people tend to assume the worst at that point. Yeah, I know. People, people like to, to run wild with conspiracy theories. Sometimes you just gotta breathe, stay calm, and wait. Right. So, with all that said, let's get into this week's episode of, uh, we cover what, Batwoman on the show? Yes, we do. Okay. Uh, so, the season, <laughs> it's been a long day of shoveling, and supposedly Tom Brady retired and then didn't retire. Yeah, it, I don't know it, what the hell's going on there. It's been a thing. So, yeah, we won't, we won't get into that, because, but still, anyway, Batwoman. Season 3, episode 10, Toxic. Yes, I got it all right. Go me. We start We start with uh, Pam and Mary, the Poison Ivy's. The Poison Ivy twins. Yeah. Well, they're not really twins. Like, I can tell them apart. Mary's the taller one, right? <laughs> So the po- so the poison the poison ivy diseases uh, have a man kind of tied up, and it turns out to be uh, one of the heads of a a health insurance in Gotham. And poison ivy is trying to teach Mary like how to use her powers and trying to get Mary like on her side of like you know these people are these people deserve what we give them. And Mary goes on a giant monologue about... The injustices uh, in the healthcare system? Yep. Which uh, is very accurate. Yes. Um, and I don't think anyone would really... I don't think anyone would really argue 
with wow. most with most of her points. I, I love that Pam was like, "How long have, did she say something like, how long have you been practicing that, or how did you know all of that, or?" Oh, she was like, "Did you did you practice that speech? That was really good." And she was like, "No, I've just been dealing with the, I've just been dealing with the the That's Gotham awesome. health system for a while now." Uh, but I do. <laughs> I do like at the beginning she's you know Poison Ivy's like all right go ahead and she's like hi I'm Dr. Hamilton and and I'm like Mary you are already failing at this yeah <laughs> like she was yeah you like don't give anybody your actual name because yeah. then should they survive <laughs> you are going to be in trouble you know, she was like three. She was like three lines away from offering tea. Like, would you like some tea while we have yeah. this discussion? She, and, she was. She was pulling a flash. <laughs> yeah. And then Poison Ivy's like, um, you know, dial it back a little. You don't want to come off mustache twirly. I loved that. Hilarious. <laughs> so after after the uh, after. Mary goes through her monologue. She shoves a vine down the guy's throat, and we never see him again. Maybe he lived. I don't think so, but you know. I'm not sure. I mean, because they never mentioned him again, so I have to. Assume. No, he he's gone. I don't know. But they never mentioned like Mary killing a second person this episode. Yeah, it's so weird. they're just gonna find him by like the end of the season. Uh, from there, we have we cut to a shot of Alice walking into into the holdup and telling the gang that you know they have Can a we problem. Can we just talk about Alice's entrances? I love them so much. This is another one of my favorites because she just kind of appears out of nowhere and she just Brian, saunters into the bar. Brian and Luke are like, fuck. <laughs> uh, yep, she just kind of saunters into the bar and is like, hey, we have a problem, and then we hit the. We hit the main title, we come back, and Luke and Ryan are like, what the hell are you doing here? They're like, what is happening right now? Right. <clears throat> um, what is happening right now? <laughs> the good, I love being able to just like stop and like know that in post I can take out the, yeah. the uh, pauses, but so Mary's like, you know, Alice is like, you know, Mary mind roofied, mind roofied me, and I'd be upset, but I haven't slept that well since I torched uh, Muriel Cartwright or something. Oh my god, that was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, so, you know, uh, Luke is like, you know, what are you, what are you doing here? And she's like, I could ask you the same thing. I thought you guys were working on Renee's office, but I love this whole commuter coffee, coffee place vibe. So while Mary mixes herself a drink, she kind of catches him up on what was going on with Mary and Poison Ivy, and and uh, Alice is like, you know, to get to Poison Ivy, we need to go after her weakness, and that would be Renee. I love that Ryan knew exactly what she meant. Yes, yeah, because for all intents and purposes, Renee is easily Pam's weakness. Like even yes. though they all they do is fight. You know, which is was, all they continue to do in this episode, but we'll talk about that later. They're just gonna get their own spinoff show where it's gonna—it's just gonna be them fighting all the time. When we get back to Pam and Mary frolicking through the forest, they're talking about kind of Pam's backstory of her brother had bad asthma, and her mother turned to plant and herbal medication. They found out that the asthma could have been caused by a factory that was up the hill that was poisoning the water supply and this kind of leads us into why Pam's big plot was to blow up the Gotham Dam. Mary is not for this plan. Well, she's just kind of hearing a, like she hasn't been told it yet. Like Pam's just telling her the sob story behind it. We go over to Renee coming out of uh, coming out of her office or talking on the phone or her apartment talking on the phone saying that she's all packed up and they're ready that they can go she gets into the car and naturally because somebody's entering a car somebody's in the back seat and this time I it's ryan it. like she, she bent down to pick up her keys and then it was ryan and then five seconds later alice comes up like a freaking jack in the box of hilarious <laughs> like what is this so they're like uh we need your help where are you planning on going like really <laughs> 
But yeah, Ryan just like calmly talking to <laughs> Ryan's just calmly talking to Renee. She's like, "Oh, what are you packing for?" And then <laughs> Alice just slowly appears. <laughs> Hilar- yeah, that was hilarious. I, I, her entrances are always my favorite, no matter what, no matter what, how she's entering, whether it be a car, you know, just seeing, it's just so much fun. Yeah, back over at the dam, uh, Ivy and Mary are on their walk, and she's like, you know, have you ever been here before? And Mary says that they were there on a fourth grade field trip, and Ivy launches into her whole, whole village feel about how, you know how connected the dam is to the industri- the industries that are kind of poisoning the environment. And Mary's like, I, I really wasn't paying attention. And then <laughs> Poison Ivy's like, right, no one pays attention, and then we wake up and the planet's dead. Dead, Mary. And Mary's just, yeah. Mary's just sitting there like, um, okay. So Poison Ivy's like, well, we're going to blow up the dam because everything will be fine after that. And Mary's like, um... And Mary's like, uh... No, we're not doing that. (laughs) Like, so, blowing up the dam, you know, hurts the industries, but doesn't it, like, drown lots of people? Yeah, it, like, kills all these people, and I am not about that. Right, I'm I'm only about (laughs) killing, like, one or two people tops. And Pam Pam is like, but they deserve it, so we're just gonna kill everybody and start over, and I'm just like, whoa... She's lost it. I mean, come on. Like, granted, Pam's just gotten up from, like, being asleep for ten years. But if she turned on, like, CNN and saw what was going in the world, going on in the world, you'd be like, you know what? I totally get it, Pam. Let's let's just start over. And this, is, is this the scene where she basically sucks the juice out of Mary and knocks her out? I mean, she does that quite a lot. Yeah. But no, this is this is not. That's not. Okay. Uh, she does suck a little bit of the juice out of Mary at the very beginning of the episode because Mary notices that she has a bloody nose. A bloody nose, and she's like, you know, you know, give it to me. I can take it. And she sucks a little bit of the energy out. When we come back from commercial, we have Alice and Ryan leading Renee into the bar in handcuffs. And attaching her to one of the... The pipes, I think? Uh, not the pipe. It's it's kind of like a, a banister. That's the word I was looking for. And, and Renee's like, you know, I'm sure the owners of this place aren't going to be happy you have me handcuffed here. And that's when Sophie comes in. She's like, uh, she owns the place. Yeah. And Ryan's surprised because yeah. Ryan apparently didn't tell Sophie where they were. Nope, confiscated and not telling them and then Alice says you know you're going to tell us what Pam is going to do to Mary or you're going to find out what I can do with a lemon zester trust me I've done far worse with far less again Alice keeps just stealing the episode I love it so uh, and just then the bat signal lights up so Ryan's off to investigate that and Sophie like grabs her and she's like, "Hey, you know, I can help." And Ryan's like, "I gotta go." So is this? Where do we go from here? I forget. We go to a scene of, I believe, Ryan or Batwoman and Jada. Oh, I loved this scene. Well, yeah. Really, I just love any scene with Jada Jet and Ryan Gibbons because Ryan's amazing. Or Ryan Jada. Gibbons, excuse me. Yeah, um, Jada. Jade is really good. I ah, I love this. Yeah. So Batwoman comes ziplining in 
and Jade is like, you know, you're playing a dangerous game, taking a mother from his son, and Batwoman is saying, like, he's, he's gone psycho. Like, so she asks Jada where the buzzer is, and Jade is like, you know, shocking him with this should cure him. And she's like, all right, give me the buzzer, and we'll see if it works. And Jade is like, no, 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 I want my son back. And they essentially get to an agreement where Jada gives Batwoman the buzzer, and she has until midnight to give her her son back. And right in that moment, I knew taking that That, w- that wasn't going to happen? A, I knew that wasn't <laughs> going to happen, and B, I knew that taking that buzzer was going to end up. Well, it's not so much a mistake. It's not so much a mistake, but I get, and I'll explain my theory when we get to it. But okay, it's, it's going to end up biting Ryan in the butt big time. Yeah. So Batwoman pretty much reminds Jada that last time the son, her son, was in her possession, and they hadn't, he hadn't been cured yet. It cost a bunch of her employees their lives, and while Jada and Marcus apparently have some sort of agreement. I don't know how exactly you have an agreement with a with a crazy person, but they do. Uh, that does not. And like like Ryan said, that does not extend to your employees. And last time he was on the loose, it did not end so well for them. Correct. Back over to the dam, we have we have Mary and Poison Ivy, where Mary is now starting to figure out what's going on, and she's like, "Hey, what are we doing up here? That could." you know, destroy the entire dam, and Poison Ivy's like, really? Have you not been listening this entire time? Yeah, Mary's finally starting to catch a clue and starting to kind of think like herself again a little bit. And I'm wondering, I'm wondering now, I didn't really think this while I was walking, but it's coming to me now, if the more that, um, the more juice that Poison Ivy takes from her to charge herself up, if it kind of clears her mind and she starts to be able to think like herself again well uh, yes because essentially what ivy's doing is she's taking away she's taking away the powers that she gave to mary or that her vine gave to mary when when it pricked her so as those powers leave so you know any any of the toxins that were in Mary's body because of it is also leaving. So, you know, she's thinking a little bit more clearly. And even then, she's like, you know, look, I want to help you, but I'm not going to, like, I'm not on board with drowning most of the city to punish to punish corporations. Like, you want to go after these corporations? I'm with you. But, you know, drowning half the city to do it? No. And that's when, and that's when Ivy kind of sucks her down into into the point where she kind of passes out. And she and, goes off. And she literally just leaves her there, right in the middle. I mean, I, I was kind you're of not going to carry around a person that's knocked out. True, but, like, thought maybe she would have, like, moved her somewhere. Though, I'm glad she didn't, because it gave us one of the most badass scenes. The scene in which two random people find her? No, the scene coming later. Oh, okay. So, so we come back from commercial, and two random people find her uh, knocked out on the road. And that's all that the scene is. Like, there's nothing else about that. Uh, back over to the bar, we have we have Sophie, Renee, Luke, and Alice. Alice is probably on her third or fourth different drink. And Sophie's like, you know, what, you know, what were you thinking, Renee? You know, you know the... You know the repercussions of aiding and abetting a criminal. And and Alice is like, yeah, did you ever think about that? <laughs> Again, hilarious. <laughs> Renee, and, Renee and Sophie both turn to Alice saying seriously. And, and Alice's whole thing is like, what, 72 hours of this pointing to her face and she'll be singing like a canary. <laughs> so... We go over to Sophie. Goes over to Luke to find out what's going on. What's going on with uh, with Batwoman? And you know, Luke kind of fills her in, and she's like, "What?" <laughs> Sophie's like, "You know, Sophie's just like wondering, like, why Ryan? What was up with Ryan before?" And she's like, "You know, she's been acting weird ever since." And he's like, "Since what?" She's like, "What? She didn't tell you?" No. Well, then it doesn't matter. And Luke's like, wait, no, now it now it matters more. 
I love this. And then, um, is this a scene where, like, again, where is this a scene where they end up talking to Sophie? And so, and so where... what we hear on the the last bit we hear before the the scene changes, we hear on the computer, we hear on the computer that the people that found Mary are transporting her, and they okay, recognize. So I'm, I'm a couple scenes ahead. Got yeah. It. And they recognize her as Commander Jacob Kane's daughter. Then we go, then we transfer from there to a scene of Batwoman driving the Batmobile, taking, uh, talking about how she has the joy buzzer, and Luke fills her in that Mary was unconscious and found, and she's en route to General, uh, General Gotham Hospital. And he gives her the ambulance number, says where they're going. But he's like, you know, we don't have time to do both. You can either save Mary or risk missing Jada's deadline. And Batwoman's like, well, I need help. And Sophie's like, I'm here. What do we need? And she's like, tell Tell Alice to stop stop drinking. Yep. And then she's like, I'll take whatever Jada's got coming. I'm going to save Mary. Yep. Then we go back to the Batmobile screeching uh, by a corner because somebody thought it was a great idea to let Alice drive. Yeah, which how the hell did Alice did Alice, how the hell did Alice just appear in a car? Well, she stopped by and picked up Alice. Okay, it just so she, it, it was a boring scene, so they didn't have it. Okay, because I, <laughs> I thought like Alice did one of her like little cool entrances into the car while it was I don't was very confused for oh, a yeah. second. No, so Alice kind of to, you know kind of pressing all the buttons that she can in the in the Batmobile. One of them. <laughs> One of them being like arming the rocket. Oh God! <laughs> and right, and Batwoman's like, no, we're not doing that. And then I'm guessing that Batwoman decided she couldn't drive because of what was coming next. But it was very odd to me. Yeah, that no, she I wasn't agree. Driving the Batmobile. I agree. So then, then Alice like hits a button that activates a a audio device that's in the holdup. So now they can spy on they can spy on Sophie and Renee having a conversation, and so we we pick up Sophie and Renee talking about the night they slept together, and Alice is just like they're they're talking about that night, and so Renee's talking about like the stuff that Kentucky whiskey does to a girl, and then Alice starts yelling, "Don't take that, Sophie." <laughs> And I just thought of, like, you watching your soaps. Yep. <laughs> literally, 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 all the time. Yep. Basically, and... watching, literally me watching any television show ever. My my mother will literally hear me yelling at the television and ask me <laughs> if I'm okay. And I'll just, it, it, it's gotten to the point now where I literally tell her before I start something, if you hear me say anything, just ignore me. I'm watching, <laughs> insert whatever show it is here. <laughs> I just saw that. I was just as soon as she said that, my mind instantly went to you, watching, watching your shows, because of how unhinged you become on Twitter. <laughs> yes, you, you you do get to see how you in all of my glory. <laughs> so Renee Renee's talking about you know Renee's like hey don't you know. Don't act like it was anything more than it was. We both know we weren't each other's first choices. And she's and Sophie's like, I don't know what you're talking about. She, she's like, Ryan, you talked a lot about her. And Alice just turns to the Batwoman and is like, that's you! <laughs> Again, she's literally winning the episode for me. Because <laughs> even Alice is like, I wonder who her first choice was. Oh, well, let me shut this off. <laughs> Hilarious. She's like, and then we hear Renee talking about, you know, all I know is when I'm not into someone, I don't talk about them all the time. And Alice is like, this is true. <laughs> but then there was like, after she turned that off, there was like a really sweet moment where she's like, Dude, you and I are a lot alike. We're afraid to get anything good because we're afraid we'll mess it up. And Ryan's like, that what's happening with you and Mary? Right. Uh, but before that, <laughs> before that. And Sophie, you know, Alice is like, see, Sophie likes you back. And Ryan's like, and Ryan says, you know, who says I like Sophie? And Alice is like, all the girls on the playground. <laughs> and then they have, 
And then they have that li- nice little heart-to-heart moment. I love that they can flip from the comedy to the drama and back again. It's something that um, basically everyone on the show is really, really good at, the balancing of the comedy and the drama. Yeah, not only, like, the writing, the writing bears a good portion of it, but also the way they, the way it's acted out. It is something that they have a really good handle on. And you're right, like, I, I was actually just watching, I started watching last night the new um, Netflix show, the woman in the house across from the girl in the window you, with Kristen Bell. Oh, that's a show? I thought that was a movie. No, it's an eight-episode, at least, so I don't know if it's an eight-episode limited series or if it's the first season. Uh, but when somebody sent me the trailer to it originally, I couldn't tell if it was like a parody or not. And so in the first episode, it has like two hilarious moments but then the rest of the show, or the rest of the episode, was very kind of straight and dramatic. And it made the two, com- like, just the way the writing was, it made the two comedy parts kind of stick out like a sore thumb. So I was like, did they take, like, the writers and was like, you're writing this scene, you're writing that scene, go to separate rooms and don't talk to each other. And this doesn't, like, this doesn't happen in Batwoman, is is the point. Like, it, it feels connected, it feels cohesive and it didn't in like that show so you know it's not always that thing it's not always that in a show and when you see it done well it's nice to kind of say hey you know this is a strength of the show yeah we go so they roll up on the ambulance they drive in front of the ambulance this is what i mean by one of the most badass scenes of the of the season because like this whole like her climbing up like trying to get the driver to release mary which driver yeah. was like um no so then she's like, well, <laughs> fine. So then she has mary not mary has alice cut in front of the ambulance then she like climbs out of the car climbs up the ambulance yep she to get the driver to stop driver's yeah. like nah i'm good so then she <laughs> crawls on top of the of the roof of the ambulance drops down busts the door open and the chick in the back is like, uh, yeah, you better stop the ambulance right now. Yeah. And the I, whole sequence was just so badass. I will give him credit. The the driver of the ambulance, like his reason, like he's like, he's like, she needs treatment. Like that's his reasoning for not stopping. Like we need to get her to the hospital because she needs treatment. So it's not like, well, she's a wanted criminal or, or. Is she a wanted criminal? Does anybody know what Mary's been up to? Uh, no, I don't believe they do. So, but what I'm saying is, like, it's not just, like, a no for no sake. Like, as a, as a medical person, he's like, you know, I'm trying to get her help. I don't know if handing her over to you would be helpful or not to her. So, but but also, I don't think conventional medical help would help her. No, but I mean, it's Gotham. So, who knows? So they stop, they get Mary out. <laughs> Mary's just kind of on a gurney while Alice catches up to them. And Alice, you know, she's like, well, she's not dead. She's just in a coma, which is lucky because, you know, she, you know, and then Alice talks about how she killed the per- She killed that hunter in the last episode, how uh, the tree branch yeah. gutted him. And it was pretty horrific. And it was. And it was. It really <laughs> was. And... At first, Ryan didn't believe it. I think she expected Mary to have said something, and then Alice was like, well, she doesn't know. Well, I mean, also, Mary's knocked out, like... No, but, but I do like... I think Ryan expected her maybe to start to have a talk to her yet, so yeah. Yeah. I do like how when Ryan, like, how when Batwoman kind of shouts it out, she's like, Mary killed someone? Like, Alice, like, instinctively puts her hands over Mary's ears, and she's like, she doesn't know. Shut up. Yeah, like, Alice Mary is, like, such the sisterly bond that I did not see coming this season. Yeah, and because she's like... Because, honestly, like, you kill my mother, I'm never speaking to you again for as long as I live. Yeah, and Alice is like, you know, she doesn't know yet, shut up, because, you know, if we end up, you know, if she ends up turning back into St. Mary, 
knowing what she did will pretty much destroy her. And then Alice is like, oh, thank God I could finally tell somebody. <laughs> this was, again, I, I, I'm like a broken record this episode, but it, every single time it bears repeating, Alice is the shining star of this episode because everything she does is literally hilarious. <laughs> so they drag her into the holdup. Sophie wants to know what's going on. She's like, don't know. She's unresponsive. There's blood in her ears and nose. She doesn't. She barely has a pulse. And that's when Renee pipes up that it's saperling transference. And she's using Mary like a essentially like a battery after being desiccated for 10 years. The vine from Batman's showcase pricked her and kind of turned her into a battery for Pam. So she's, you know, so they ask, like, she's, are they, is she leeching off her life force? And she says, no, it's not like that. It's just her, you know, it's just her powers. She actually cares about Mary. So they I try. And they was a little bit naive in that moment, but. Uh, I don't believe so, because I, because at no point does it actually feel like like Poison Ivy is generally trying to hurt Mary. Like, okay, yeah, that, like... That last time she she drained her did not feel so pleasant. Well, the last time after Mary kind of backstabbed her... Well, is it a backstabbing if you're honest with the person and being like, yeah, I want to help you, just not this way? Well, no. So that time, that time, she knocked her out, yes. But who knows? Like, she maybe she could have kept going and killed her. Like, Poison Ivy doesn't have a lot of a lot of sympathy for people that aren't on her viewpoint. Like Renee is Renee is like a shining example of the few people that haven't been killed for opposing Poison Ivy's viewpoint. And now you kind of have Mary. So I, I would say like she has some sort of connection to both of them. She loves Renee. Mary, Mary, I think she kind of sees a bit of her, a bit of herself in. So, it's it's some humanity to poison ivy to a point. So we see Pam getting ready for with her plan to blow up the bridge. We Wait, come did, back. Did we miss did we miss something? Like wasn't there something where like she kept repeating Re- Renee kept repeating that word and Alice was just like, no, stop saying that word, a word that I can't say. That bling whatever. What 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 is it called? The thing that's happening to Mary. What kind of transfer? Sapperling transference. Sapperling, right? And, and Renee kept saying Sapperling, and Alice was just like, "Please stop saying that word." Uh, no, I don't even see Alice in this. I mean, Alice is there briefly, but okay, but... maybe maybe I'm getting my scenes mixed up again because I could swear that was. Yeah, they you know so after Renee tells them what's going on. Then they talk about how she was found at the dam, and Pam's like, Pam says, you know, Renee's like, well, she's going to finish what she started, and then, so, so she's like, you know, she's there to finish what she started, and Alice is like, well, you're just a wealth of information. How do we get her to talk? And she puts her arm around Sophie, and she's like, Kentucky whiskey, huh? Sophie just looks at her. She's like, knowing that they listened in on her conversation, and then Alice goes like walking off. <laughs> Alice just, Alice is just chaos. Yep. So uh, Ryan kind of puts it together, like you know, she's at the dam. That's what she was gonna do ten years ago before Batman stopped her. Renee's like, if you need, you know, if you're gonna stop her, you need help. Batman tried to stop her. He needed me to do it. She's, you know. You couldn't handle either Mary or Poison Ivy. You're not going to be able to handle her at her full strength. And then we go over to the dam where Ivy starts kind of destroying it with the vines. Back over to the holdup. Uh, they have Mary under under a blue light, so I'm assuming it's some sort of like ultraviolet light to revive plants? Yeah, that's kind of what I thought too. Yeah. So Mary becomes awake and she's like, huh. I wasn't here the last time I was awake. And she was like, well, we thought Pam almost killed you. And she's like, no, she needed energy. I'm fine. Although she's very, like, you can tell she's weak. Right, but she's not letting them see that. And then, okay, this was my favorite of the entire... So Mary's like, well, I need to go out of here and find Pam. And they're all trying to convince her, you know, she's not your friend. She created you because she needs you. And Mary's like, well... You know, so, say that. The yeah, someone I have 
and you try to make it into something that's codependent and toxic. Yeah. And then Alice is at a Alice at the bar saying, you know, you're a portable Barry Mary, so listen to a Kelly Clarkson song and move on. Again, hilarious, but I love the moment where, like, she's like, what are you doing here? And you could see that she felt so betrayed right. in that moment. And and as she's, like, talking, to, as she's um, telling Alice that, you know, she must have been the crazy one for pretending, you know, pretending that her and Alice had kind of grown close. Alice is a little bit hurt and ashamed at what's going on. Yeah. And then, and then Mary kind of lets loose on everyone about, you know, Ryan, who's dressed up like a bat, Luke, who, you know, needs daddy's love and support, and Sophie, the so- queen of unemployment. And Sophie's and just Sophie's sitting there, like, she's like, I didn't even say it! <laughs> Literally my favorite episode, like, my favorite moment of the whole episode. I was like, damn, Sophie just catching all the strays. Yep. And then as she's going to walk out, Ryan tells her that she killed someone. And Mary's like, no, I would know if I killed someone. She turns to Alice and Alice, you know, kind of tells her. Alice confirms it. And then that makes her stop. And it's like, oh, God, what did I do? Yeah. So Renee shows back up and she's like, you know, we're going to save the city. There isn't much time left. Back over to the dam. We have guys running around with flashlights, you know, trying to figure out what's going on. There's vines everywhere. We have Pam walking down the hall and starts destroying the dam as they go to commercial. When we come back from commercial, we are still at the dam, and Pam is still destroying it. And Mary shows up and is like, "Hey, what's up? Like, what do we? What did you do? What are we doing here? Why did you do what you did?" I, I kind of love the way they intercut between what was happening at like the dam. And then yeah. flashing back to the rest of the stuff at the holdup. Like, the way they did that was really cool. Right. So, Mary sees the dead person, and he's like, he wanted to stop me. And she's like, you know, why, Pam asked, why are you here? Well, you know, why are you back? And she's like, look, as much as I don't want innocent people to die, I don't want you exerting yourself to the point of no return after everything you've done for me. So, as she's talking to Pam, she's like, you know, I'm here to help you. Do you need a boost? And that's when we find out that over at the holdup, Renee came up with the plan of the pheromone blocker that she used to put in her coffee that we saw the effects of last episode where she wasn't able to be pheromoned by Pam, that yeah. by putting it in a Mary might might inhibit Ivy's abilities and weaken her. So they put it into Mary. Pam uses Mary, you know, uses Mary as a battery again. And it kind of poisons her, weakening weakening her. Um, I'm also wondering if that if that blocker also because Mary was already weakened by what was going on. If that blocker also kind of was helped the last get rid- she needed back yeah. to um, back to herself. Right, and so they're worried about you know the fact that poison ivy has to you know in order to for this to work like poison ivy has to draw pretty much as much as she can out of Mary and Mary's like you know it's what we need to do I'm going to be able to I'm going to be able to release myself before she kills me and she does like as she's as she's like really getting towards the end she kind of pushes off and you know Pam releases her she gets knocked out again and she's so confused she's like what's happening yeah like she starts stumbling and she's like, Mary, what what did you do? And then Batwoman is right off to the, her side. And she's like, she stopped herself from becoming you. She kicks Poison Ivy with, unfortunately, it was a it was a good looking kick, but it didn't look like it connected by ten feet. Yeah. Um, like that that is the only that's like the only bad part. So then we have Poison Ivy versus Batwoman with a really nice song. I just love the soundtrack this season. Yeah, everything this season is just kind the, of hitting its stride. Like it, like I said it before. Like this season, as far as like the song choices go, just bringing you back to like W, WB era shows. And not not in a way that makes you cringe. In a way 
that reminds you like we had good music on our network because every single show at one point or another had a venue where we could display good music right so they fight one of the things that i absolutely love in this fight that i don't think i really remember seeing a lot in any other media whether it be comic books or cartoons or live action movies is as she's fighting poison ivy poison ivy is using like vines as whips which makes so much sense but i don't think i've ever really seen her do it and it's like kind of like once you see that happen it's like well why haven't they done that before exactly uh we go back to the intercut of back to the bar where luke's like you know i'm gonna need to help you because you can't stop poison ivy and the dam from imploding at the same time and ryan's like you know you know, we sidelined Batwing until you could figure out what was wrong with the AI. The AI, you don't need to do this. And he's like, no, I really do. Yep. So he shows up. He gets captured by a vine. We go through his little story arc flashback of getting shot, seeing Bruce, coming back to life, and then him, like, him kind of clearing his head and saying, you know, he's got this. And then he bursts out of the vines. It was a really nice. It was a really nice completion of his character arc. Yeah, it was. It was kind of a nice way to kind of um, close that chapter in a way. This almost felt like season finale in a lot of ways. It really did. Um, even though we know, like, it nothing, like, not everything's wrapped up. We finish off the fight between Batwoman and Poison Ivy. They they knock out Poison Ivy by kicking her off of like a second level. I didn't quite remember how they did that. Uh, um, she cut Poison Ivy was holding her with uh, with a vine, and she cut the vine and then kicked her off the like the little ledge that they were on. It wasn't like super high up. It was you know you know like maybe six seven feet up. But gotcha. she you know okay, she yeah. hits she hits the concrete and and uh, is pat you know is knocked out. We come back from commercial. Mary is again waking up. This time she is fully herself. Yep. Her eyes are hazel. Everyone's happy. She's like, I can feel it. I'm back. Luke is like, I never thought I'd miss those brown eyes. And so, you know, Ryan's like, we're never going to let you feel unimportant again. You're one of, you know, you're a very important part of the team. And Mary's like, "Um, I killed somebody. And she's like, you know, Ryan's like, no, Poison Ivy killed someone. You didn't. Mary's back now. Yep. Ryan goes over to talk to Alice, and Alice is like, so, you know, she's like, since I helped Mary, you can, uh, you know, you can talk to the mayor for me, and she's like, no, you're on your own. And then Alice is like, well, you know, it probably wouldn't have helped coming from a pumpkin anyway. And Alice reminds Ryan that she missed, that she missed Jada's deadline, to which it seems like Ryan didn't even think about at all. Which I well I think because so much was happening and she wanted to make sure that Mary was okay that I think it was yeah so as that on the forefront so just... as that dawns on Ryan we go to Renee and Poison Ivy waking up in a plane and Poison Ivy's like again <laughs> like oh and this whole fight I was like literally all you guys do is fight and yes. I'm invested in every single fight and I shouldn't be I should be annoyed but I'm not. Like, it's weird, because, like, it's the stereotypical, like, all this relationship is based on is, like, sex and fighting, but because it's the CW, you don't have any of the sex, so it's like, all you guys do is fight, and both are coming from a place of love, and finally, like, Renee's like, fine, we're not, you know, you don't want to have this argument again, she opens up the door to the plane, and she's like, if you don't want to argue again, just jump. And I like I like Poison Ivy's thing is like I will one hundred percent die if I jump. That is that and that that is now like a new gift that I've seen circulated around Twitter about seven hundred times since the episode. Good, because it is <laughs> it was such a great delivery of a line too. And Renee's like, Look, I you know, I secured an agreement for your freedom. You know, we just had to leave Gotham. So Poison Ivy's finally like, fine, close the door. 
let's try it your way. Where are we going? And we find out they're going to Coriana because before they said Coriana, did you think? Because that's where my mind went for a hot second. Uh no, I I naturally assumed Coriana, especially when she was like, you know, plants at worship, and I'm like, ah, Coriana, and then she said it. We go back to the bar, and Mary is looking up the person she killed, which is never a good idea. We find out he had a wife, two kids. Oh, all the guilt and, she's going to feel. Yep, an elderly parent. I don't know. A dog that had only two legs. Something like that. She shuts the laptop. Uh, Sophie and Ryan have a quick moment as Ryan's kind of waiting to find out what's going on with Jada. She tried calling. She's not answering Luke is still working on the buzzer, and that's when Luke comes over and is like, hey, we got He's some problems, and basically Jada's on a new show saying that because of Batwoman, all of the Batman trophies got out into the wild, and she was pretty much the reasoning behind Killer Croc, Mad Hatter, Poison Ivy, Mr. Freeze all showing back up, even though she's kind of cleaned up her mess she's the reason why it happened and she wants she tells she says that she thinks batwoman should turn herself in and here is where i think the whole taking of the joy buzzer was a problem because i would not be surprised if jada had somebody recording their meeting i mean if she did like jade is the one giving her the joy buzzer yeah but depend but depending on like what part of the footage like she would release to the news she could make it look like ryan is giving it to her yeah possibly uh and then we end the episode we end the episode with uh water dropping on marcus's head waking him up and And... that this whole episode that's kind of why i asked you before we started recording if we have a new episode next week because this felt very finale-esque oh cliffhanger yeah yeah but we do we do have a new episode next week and it's pretty much we see in the previews marcus kind of going around getting people together and then telling everyone like you know batwoman's batwoman's the crazy one and he's not he is in like like full joker looking attire which is really nice um, so now we have to deal with Marcus. Which is, which is going to take the last three episodes of the season that we have. Yeah, which is about right. So that uh, that is the episode for this week. Really good. I thought it was a very nice end to the Pamela storyline. And... It also leaves the door open because you never know. There could be some other kind of plant-based villain that they might need Poison Ivy's help for. Uh, yep. Uh, also, now that they're on Coriana... You know, I would like to know what's going on with them in Coriana, because, you know, Coriana doesn't really like outsiders. So this this leaves the door open for a potential return down the line, hopefully. Yeah, uh, but it was a nice end to that. Uh, we have Mary back as Mary, although now we have Mary. It's kind. It's funny, like one member of the Bat team is now supposedly over their PTSD and trauma in Luke as we saw like his little story arc conclude to the point where like he is feels he's now ready to take on the mantle of Batwing and not have to worry about anything and now we have Mary who kind of has a PTSD of killing this person that we're probably going to see play out for at least the, at least the rest episode. of the which you, you know what I'm good with because then in a way we can actually see Luke fully supporting Mary and not having to suppress his own stuff in order to do it. Like, his own stuff's already done, dealt with. He yeah. can fully be there to support Mary, which I am 100% for, because Mary has always been the backbone for everybody else. And now... Right. And again, it'll get, like, now that Mary's back on the team, I think it's still... she wants to be a part of the team, she may think she just doesn't deserve well, to be after what she did. Yeah, by back on the team, I mean, like back in back back with the team as far as like you know she doesn't have her own she doesn't have her poison ivy thing going on anymore this 
this still gives her like a very important thing to be dealing with and to, you know, gives her a good reasoning to have scenes and keep the spotlight on her as the season has done. Like, it's not like she's going to fade back into the background again. Yeah. So do you think she's going to keep the red hair? Do you think she'll go back to black? uh, I think we're going to. I think we're going to see her back to back to her darker hair because she's not going to want to remember being Poison Ivy, especially knowing she killed someone. I also want to see, like, what the relationship with her and Alice is going to be like now that she's no longer Poison Ivy. Yeah, I'm very interested to see where this goes. Um, Also, will you know, if there's any sort of friction there. Does Alice's hallucinations come back? You know, yeah, that's that, kind of the story arc that they dropped that I hope they pick back up. I mean, they kind of they kind of said like with Alice and Mary bonding, that kind of put her hallucinations away. So like her her hallucinations were now being tied to like to being like needing people and and wanting to belong. Yeah, it was it was like a man. In a way, it was like she it was like that's how she was dealing with missing Kate. And right. now that she kind of has a sister back, she doesn't need to rely on she exactly need to make she doesn't need to make up a support system because she actually has one. Right. So it'll be interesting to see now if there's friction between her and Mary. Do we get the hallucinations back? What happens to Alice if there's friction there? Because now Alice is kind of a you know. A, a wandering criminal again like yeah. she hasn't she hasn't done anything really bad in a while but she still has like she's still supposed to be in arkham or in jail and she is not currently so who knows who knows what's going on there to see what the last few episodes of the season bring us yeah um and we get at least one more next week before potentially missing a couple of weeks because of the uh because of the olympics uh so other than that uh, it was a really good episode. I liked it. Definitely, uh, you know, I liked it a lot better than than last week. Um, or the week before. I can't remember which one. I was a little bit. I, I was, was a little bit. You were a little down on. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but again, you know, the season hasn't had a bad episode yet. No. But I still think this was a better uptick. And now I'm, I've, you know, I, I was really more invested in the Pamela storyline than the Marcus one. So it'll be interesting to see, like. Like I think I how think the Marcus one plant settles th- out for me. But. Yeah, I think you were more invested in the panel one because you just wanted to see her because you knew she was coming. This is true. They've been te- they were teasing her for forever before she showed up. They've got to learn to start promoting people closer to when they actually air. I agree. Um, and then the whole thing with Marcus is I want to find out more about like do we find out who Ryan's father is? Like now that is the like that is the mystery from the Marcus storyline that I would really like answered. I feel like that's going to be in finale question answer cliffhanger into season four. Okay. That's right. kind of how I feel is going. Yeah. So that is it for this week. You, what did you guys think of the episode? Did you like it? Did you hate it? How do you feel about Pam and Renee kind of getting a chance at their happy ending? Um, what do you think is going to happen with Mary now that she has to deal with the knowledge of killing somebody? Will her and will her and Alice kind of make up? Where do what? we think Sophie and Ryan are going to go now that they've discussed? Well, they're going to go kids. their separate ways. No, separate we're ways. Li- we're not living in fantasy land. Ah, uh, you they are. Just dis- no, Now that they have discussed the kiss that has happened, I and don't. They bo- and they both seem perfectly happy with what happened. No one but you saw this kiss. Uh, everybody on Twitter saw this kiss. No, they're just they're just appeasing your they're appeasing your hallucination. You're essentially married. You're hallucinating stuff. You mean Alice? And no, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, that that is exactly what is happening here. So, please. Tell us what you thought, and you can do that in a number of ways. You can email us at BatwomanTVTalk at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at BatwomanTVTalk on Twitter. You can tweet at me at Academy Rewind on Twitter. Where can the people find you? I'm at XOTonyRoneyXO on Twitter. All right. So that's going to do it for this episode. Um, You know, maybe next week 
we get some uh, we get some information about whether or not CW is going to be renewing anything. Although I've also kind of I've also kind of thought that it's possible that they may wait closer to the upfront yeah. more than normal with the with them kind of making a big deal about returning to in person upfront. Uh, Plus, a good portion of their normal schedule that will have usually aired a bunch by now mm-hmm. hasn't aired a lot. Has Flash come back yet? No, like Flash and Riverdale don't come back until March. <laughs> I still, I still love that Flash was back for five episodes, and I was like, "That's it." Listen, and after, and after the cliffhanger of season, after the cliffhanger we got at the end of the Armageddon, the fact that I had to wait until March. What one of those lovely moments of me yelling at the TV happened that night. <laughs> all right. So they are shining the bad signal out in the sky. We're going to get out of here. We'll see you all next week. Good night, everyone. Bye, everyone.